I have something I want to share with you today that has just um, has changed my life, and, and I want to share it with you, and I think it's something that, that can help us today, um, especially after we experienced what we did last night, and, and I believe God worked some deliverance in people's lives. I really do believe that. I think there were some things torn down. I think there were some things burned in the fire of the Spirit. I think there were... But we've got, we now have to begin to walk in victory. We have to head in the path of victory. So how, how many of you are good with directions? Somebody gives you directions, you're good with them. Now, there's a few of you. I, I consider myself pretty good with directions. How many of you are bad at directions? Okay, there's several of you that are bad at directions. They can tell you exactly what to do and you can get lost. Um, I've always been pretty good at finding my way and following directions. And in fact, usually if, if somebody... Now, now GPS has messed me up. I, I lived life well, before GPS. And I was you were forced to learn where to turn and where to go. Now, I, my mind, I get lazy. I just let the lady on the... You know, my, my iPhone tell me where to turn. Uh, but usually, if somebody gives me directions and in the daytime, okay, and I go somewhere for the first time, I can usually find my way back there. I've mentally picked out landmarks. I know where to turn. Now, again, GPS is maybe lazy, and it takes me a little longer to learn it. But I, I, I usually can get back somewhere if I've gone there before. Here's a, certain, so a few truths I want to I give you right at the very beginning of this today. Truth number one is you don't know when you are getting lost. You just suddenly know you're lost. After a few wrong turns, you, you just think you're going a certain direction, but you don't really realize you were lost after the first turn, but it takes you a while. You don't know when you're getting lost. You just know suddenly you are lost. The second truth is this. By the time you realize you're lost, you've been lost for a while. We drive with confidence until it dawns on us. I'm lost. But by the time you realize you're lost, you've been lost for a while. And the third truth is this. Whatever road you are on, and this is, this is, this is profound, okay? Just be ready for this. Whatever road you are on determines where you end up. You end up where the path takes you, not where you intended to go. Okay? I talked to you about the principle of this path today. Path, hear me, path determines destination. Okay? The same principle applies in every area of your life. And you know, if you can get this, if you can get this, your life will forever be changed. Okay? If you can get this truth, your direction determines your destination, not your intention. Direction, not hope, not dreams. This is what I dream. This is what I want. What direction are you headed? Not your prayers. They don't determine your destination. Not your desires, not your intentions. Now, I, I, I looked at the map last night, and hopefully I'm, I'm going to give right directions here. But if somebody here would like to go to Orlando, I know there's certain people here that love going to Disney. <laughs> At least in my, you know, this might not be the ideal way. Just, just go with me on this, okay? Because it's going to make sense in a second. 
I looked on Apple Maps last night. If you're going to go to Orlando, I'm probably going to maybe head down towards Macon, then jump on 75 South. Maybe not the best way, but this is the way Apple Maps was telling me. But if I go down to Macon and I hop on 75 North, I will never reach Orlando. It doesn't matter how long you drive on 75 North. You'll never see Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy. In fact, if you drive long enough on 75 North, you know where you'll end up? And then, yeah. And then Chattanooga, Tennessee. Not Orlando. A little bit of disappointment. When I lived in South Texas, a similar principle held true. If I hopped on 45 North heading towards Houston, I would never reach Galveston. It didn't matter how much I packed in my car, how many beach towels I brought. It didn't matter if I brought sunscreen with every level of intensity on it. It wouldn't matter if I brought a bucket and a pail and a shovel to build a sandcastle. If I hopped on 45 North, I would never reach Galveston, no matter what my car packed with and what it looked like where I was headed. Because the path you're on determines your destination. Not where you want to go. Not how badly you want to get there. Not all the plans you made. Not all the sermons you heard. Not all the commitments in the altar you made. Not all the prayers you prayed by yourself in your room at night. It did not matter how much and how badly you wanted to go to Orlando. If at Macon you make a right turn and get on 75 North, you might be happy with Chattanooga. But it's not the Magic Kingdom. We know this. This makes sense in the world of driving, right? It makes sense. But in other areas of life, there's this complete disconnect with this principle. With money? You know, I, I'm saving up for this big thing. I want to, But you keep spending stuff at McDonald's and Cane's. And it, 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 the path you're on is not saving money for that that you're wanting. In your relationships? I want this godly, holy, hey, I'm desiring this, and yet the path I'm on. There's just a disconnect in our lives where, they, where we want to go, our goals, our intentions, and the paths that we are on. People end up brokenhearted and angry at God because of where they ended up when it wasn't God. It was just the path because path determines destination this path principle trumps your hopes and dreams every time Did you open your bibles to proverbs 7 i want you to i want to show you this this story in proverbs 7 now it's, it's somewhat written kind of like a little parable here but um we're just going to pretend it really really happened here we have this man who's standing at a window and he's an older man he's an elder he's lived a lot of life and he's, he's standing at this window in proverbs 7 he's looking down and he sees a young man but he has such a vantage point of this young man. He sees the path that he's headed from that vantage point up high. He can see the path and he knows the destination where the young man is headed. He sees it before the young man ever sees it. And let me pause there for a second. 
parents can often see where children are going before they ever get there. Your, your mom, your dad, your pastor, youth pastor says, don't go there. But you're like, looks good to me. The problem is they see the, the destination. They see where that winding path is leading. Have you ever seen somebody's destination before they did? Have you ever seen somebody making choices and decisions and you knew it wasn't going to be good to them? They were just happy-go-lucky. This life's great. But you knew the path they were on. Every path has a destination. Look at verse 6 of Proverbs 7. For at the window of my house I looked through the casement. And behold, among the simple ones I discerned among the youths a young man void of understanding. So we have this young man this young person who lacked judgment. Truthfully, all youths. Now, now I'm not putting you down, but all youths lack judgment. Um, let's just be honest. We, when, I was, when I was your age, I, I hadn't lived much life either. Now, I felt like I had. But there's some judgment that I lacked that now, several decades later, I won't tell you how many decades later, but I've, I've gained a little bit of understanding. All use let go. Judgment requires time and experience. Okay? To really have good judgment, you have to have spent a lot of time doing something, a lot of experience with something. So it's not a, a bad thing that you might lack a little judgment. You just haven't lived enough life yet. Maybe some of you have been some harder times than maybe some of your peers. And because of that, you know, you, you've gained some good judgment, some good understanding. But in this passage, it showed us the elder has a perspective that the youth don't because they have time and experience. Because through time and experience, you learn where paths head. Verse 8, passing through the street near her corner. And he went the way, the path to her house. Do you know where this is headed? You already know where this is headed. And you've never read Proverbs 7. Oh, you probably, you've read it. I'm sure you've read it. You've read it. Um, you, you, you might not even be familiar yet. You Remember, but you know where this path's headed. He's headed to her house. You know that's probably not going to end up right, right? You understand the direction already. The foreshadowing already before we even know the rest of the story. Verse 9, in the twilight. Yeah, it's getting worse, right? In the evening, in the black and dark night. They're near her house. Isn't it amazing we already know where this is going? Because paths have certain destinations. It doesn't matter how good this young man wants to be, how holy this young man wants to be. He's just on the wrong path. It's a huge contrast between what the young man is sensing and feeling and thinking. This is exciting. He's dreaming. He's thinking in his mind. His lust is right. His passions are right. He just, this is an incredible thing. Wow, what a wonderful thing. But what the older man is, is seeing, it's, this is not an event. This is a path. This is a very predictable destination. Verse number 10. And behold, there met him a woman with the attire of a harlot, subtle of heart, loud, stubborn, her feet abide not in her house. She's, with, she's without now in the streets, lied and waited every corner. She caught him, kissed him, and with an impudent face said to him, I have peace offerings with me this day. I've paid my vows. I've, in other words, I've, I've, paid, I've paid my vows. I've, I've filled up my bucket with grace. I'm ready just to fill my bucket up with sin now. 
Verse 15, I came forth to meet you diligently to seek your face and I've found you. Think about this. This is what sin does too. When you're on the path, I've come out to meet you. You're special. You're different. You're, you're, you're different. I found you. And that young person says, wow, I'm special. This is, I, I'm unique, one of a kind. She came out looking for me. Verse 16, I've decked my bed with coverings of tapestry, carved works, fine linen of Egypt, perfume my bed with myrrh, aloe, cinnamon. Let's take our fill of love till the morning. Verse 19, for my husband's not at home. He's gone on a long journey. I don't have to rush away. This event is going to last a long time. It's going to be a wonderful thing. You're going to, we're going to enjoy time together. You can, I mean, if this was a movie, there's, there's this intense love music playing in the background. It's set in the scene. It's just, and this man, this young man just caught up in it. Wow. It's wonderful. This is an event. This is a wonderful thing. It's going to be a great date. It's going to be a wonderful time. But look at how this elder describes it. Verse 22. He goes after her as an ox goes to the slaughter. Or as a fool to the correction of the, star, of the stocks. Till a dart strike through his liver. As a bird hastes to the snare. And does not know. That it's his life at stake. Because to the young man this is just a date. It's just an event. This is, this is just a moment. It, it, this moment can't run my entire life. It's just, I want to give in to just to this moment, just to this particular event. And the old man's up there thinking, you lack judgment. This is, this is a path you're on. This is a, a, a destiny. You're focused on the here and the now. I can see tomorrow. The young man's focused on the moment, on the pleasure on that one little decision, but the, but the elder can look down and see, I, I know you see that, but you don't see what tomorrow holds and the, and the guilt and the shame and the heartache and the de devastation. You don't see, you're focused on the here and now, but I see where you're headed. You're focused on the immediate. I'm focused on the ultimate. Verse 24, hearken unto me, O children. Hear the words of my mouth. Don't let your heart decline to her ways. Don't go astray in her paths. The Proverbs writer pulls away from the story to address us there. It's her ways and her paths. What I, I just thought this was an event. I just thought this was just one little thing that I'm doing nobody will know about. But no, you're, you're, on a, you're on a path that's winding to a particular destination. Verse 26, he reveals, he says... She's cast down many wounded. Many strong men have been slain by her. Her house is the way to hell. Going down to the chambers of death. Here's the thing. For some reason we get caught up. And this is all of us. This is, this is not just youths. <laughs> this is all of us. We get caught up in, in little decisions that we make. In little choices that we make. Thinking that they are confined to one little section of our life. Um, and, and, but we, we got to understand that, that everybody that fell to that thought that. 
everybody thought that it was it was just confined to one little incident in my life and nobody really knows and nobody understands but the problem was that little incident led to another incident and led to another until eventually we realized we're on a, we're on a path this is not unique it's not unique to you it's not it, you, you you're part of a crowd this is it's predictable it, this is exactly the way you're hit she, this she's a highway the old man says and you know what the interesting thing was? When we started the story, and I read that first verse or two, remember I made a big deal about it because we all knew where it was going. You knew where this young man would end up. You could see it coming. Why? Why is that? Because we often clearly see when it's somebody else. It's easy to see when it's your best friend who's making some choices you know they don't, shouldn't be making. And it's easy to see you know exactly where they're headed if they don't turn around. But somehow it's so hard to see when it's us in the middle of it. No, it's not a path for me. It's just one moment that I'm going to move on. I just feel bad right now. I just, I just, I'm just, just... Life's just really tough right now, and so I, I deserve this, and I ought to be able to do this. But decisions we make and choices we make, young people, do not stand alone, isolated in and of themselves. They are always connected to a path. We're always, if we do not turn around, we're going to head down. That path has a destination. I don't care again how much you wanted to go to the magic kingdom. It does not matter how much we want to go to heaven. If we get on a path that leads us the opposite direction, it does not matter how much you dreamed and prayed and desired. It's a path. We can't live with the disconnect that says as long as my intentions are right. You know, sometimes we, we struggle with, well, they, they've got a good heart. It seems like they've got a good heart, and they, they say they love God. And I, but intentions aren't enough. What choices are we making? What decisions are we making? What path are we taking? Path determines destination. Your path that you're on trumps your intentions. Now, I'm going to get to some hope here, okay? And I don't know why I brought two really heavy things this weekend, but I'm just trying to follow the Spirit. I just want to help somebody. I, I want to marry a godly woman. I want to marry a godly man. I have an incredible family one day. So I want to mess around with every guy and girl I get my hands on. That's, doesn't matter what you say you want. What path are you on? I want people to respect me and hopefully get an opportunity to work maybe, at an, uh, maybe in ministry at, rest, at, at, at Restoration Church one day. I, I want to be a part of that. So, so let me see what boundaries I can blur and not care about my reputation. Let me speak to myself today. I want to be healthy and live a long time. I want to be able to enjoy life as I grow older. So I'm, not going, to, I'm going to eat whatever I want, never exercise. I don't have time for that. Doesn't matter what I say. I want to have a lot of friends and be respected by people around me. So I'll be sure to gossip and tell everybody, tear everybody down and treat each other selfishly. I want to really know God. 
That's why I've been praying. I want to really know God. I admire those who pray and really know the Bible. So when I get up early in the morning, I'm going to scroll through social media and binge, few show, binge a few shows on Netflix before I head off to work or school. Path trumps intentions every single time. So let me ask you this. I want you to think about this. No matter how old you are, are the path you're on, the paths you're on, going to get you where you want to be? It's not going to just happen. We understand that in driving. I can give you a few more driving examples. We understand it there. There's this disconnect. There's usually something on the path that has this strong emotional appeal. It's not rational. It's emotional. That's why I talked about emotions at the very beginning. we got to learn to live for God no matter what our emotions are saying. Because a lot of times these things that grab us on the wrong paths are emotional appeals instead of rational. And in Proverbs 7, just don't let her or him get your heart. That's what verse 25 says, Proverbs 7. Don't let your heart turn to her ways or stray into her paths. Why, why does he say it that way? Because what you're doing is not just a date, young man, an event, a one-night stand, a deal, a mood, a decision. It's a path with a predetermined destination. And is this path really going to get me where I want to go? This is why God puts godly friends and godly elders in your life. Because they can see. And so when pastor gets up here and begins to preach and correct, and it's going to be out of love, I can guarantee you that. It's because what he sees is a destination that the path you're on is headed. You don't want to hear it. You don't like it. You're, you're, this something rises up inside of you and says, who... Who do you think you are, Pastor, for telling me that I shouldn't be doing that? He's telling you that because he has some time and experience on his side. And he's seen people walk down that path many times before. And every time they walk down that path, the same destination was reached. It's a path. But we think, you know what? I'll break this principle. I'm unique. My situation is unique. This guy, this girl is unique. This path principle will not be true for me. We think somehow we're special enough to avoid it. Now hear me, you are special. You are unique. But this path principle will hold true no matter how special you are. So let me ask you a few questions. Has anybody recently tried to warn you about anything? Anyone you have ignored lately that you thought were being just too judgmental or they just didn't understand? Direction, not intention, determines destination. There are many who've committed themselves to the good path, the right path. And those who've committed themselves to the good path, the right path, even when it was hard, even when it was difficult, even when other people didn't understand, even when they were going direction, everybody else was going the other way. There are people who've been on the right path for a long time and now they're reaping good results in finances, their marriages, their friendships, their walk with God. 
Because here, may you only get to do it once. You're not going to wake up at 30. Wake up at 50. Wake up at 70. And get to do it all over again. We get one shot. And I know that's a hard concept when I'm 18. When I'm 21. I got life by the tail. I think, man, I'm invincible. I remember thinking that. Now every morning I crawl out of bed, I realize I am not invincible. Because time and experience, I've had a little bit of it. But we have to understand, it does not matter. We only get one chance at this. And I'm here to, here to tell you today, it does not matter what you've decided from here on out. God sent me here today. If you're on the wrong path, turn around. Last night, God gave some deliverance. God gave some revelation. God delivered some people and turned some people around. Now, this is why He did it. Because you were headed down the wrong path. And that path had a predetermined destination. So now, how do you live in victory? How do you live with your head above water? How, how do you live in, in joy and peace? This is what you do. You get on the right path. You get on the path. I want to go to heaven. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get on a path that says I'm going to be faithful. I might not feel like coming to church every Sunday, but it's a, it's a settled issue. That's just what I do because I'm on the path to heaven. I want to live for God and be holy and righteous. So I'm going to choose some things other people might not understand. But I'm not going to get on that path because that path is going to destroy my life. I'm going to get on this path even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to follow after righteousness even when I don't feel like it. I'm going to breathe a prayer to my king even when I don't feel like it because this path if I stay on this path long enough I'm going to reach the destination that I desire to reach. What direction are you going in? In your walk with God what direction are you going in? What things do you have in place? What path are you walking in? Maybe it's time to make some course correction. Our musicians could come. Psalm 1. Would you turn there with me now? Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way. Hmm. Here's this path thing again. He didn't say, blessed is the man who doesn't slip up and make a mistake every once in a while. Make wrong decision here and there. Why? Because when we keep making those decisions, it's not just one-time decisions and one-offs. It's, it's a path. He's not saying don't be friends with sinners and don't reach out to them. He's just saying don't get on the road they're on. People in the Bible accuse Jesus all the time of being a, a drunk. Why? Because he always hung out with sinners. The problem is what they didn't realize he, he might have hung out with sinners. He just never jumped on their path. 
He just came alongside of every once in a while to help him. You need to come to this path. We never see Jesus jumping off. Okay, I'm going to go down the road with you. He, Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scoffers, but his delights in the law of the Lord and his law. He meditates day and night. There's a different path he's on. And if you get on the right path, if you don't walk in the path of sinners and walk in the path of, of unrighteousness and walk in the path of all those decisions you're making, those are paths. That's a path you're on. It's predictable. Because when you give in to that, it just leads to the next thing. It's like, it's like lying, right? Lying is a path. It's not just one lie here, one lie. It's a path you're on. Because once you jump on that path of lying, you tell, you tell a lie. Then when you get confronted by it, you got to tell another lie. And then you got to tell another. It's a path. And it's headed to really dangerous destinations. But if you jump on the right path, you make some right choices, right decisions. Choosing a path of righteousness and the, the, delighting yourself in the law, delighting yourself in God's word. You want to get on a path that's going to lead to good things. Then you make some decisions that I'm going to make God's word a part of my life. And pastor, if, if this isn't the way you feel, you correct me here. Um, I've, I've tried to find a way to get young people, college age, high school age, young people interested in reading the Word of God. Find a translation that you can understand and read. The best translation of Scripture to read is the one that you'll read. Okay? I, I, sometimes I read the King James because that's just what I grew up on. And there's just some poetic ways about it. I love it. But a lot of other times I'm reading either the New Living Translation or the, or the English Standard. I love preaching from the ESV. Most of it, they, they line up together. Most, in most places, very few things do they veer off. But if you really want to experience what God has for you, get on the right path, you need to fall in love with God's Word. Walk in the law. Walk in God's Word. And this is where that path leads. Be like a tree planted by streams of water. That water that continually rushes by gives you life and gives you strength and you will yield fruit in, its, in your season. Your leaf won't wither. In other words, it, you're, you're never, you're never going to find death and destruction come to you. It's not going to wither. But in everything you do, you're going to prosper. It doesn't mean you're going to be a millionaire. I'm not preaching to that today. That's not what I mean by prosper. But I'm going to tell you that path you're on is going to lead to a wonderful destination. And then he jumps back to all the sinners on the wrong path. He said, the wicked are not so. They're like chaff the wind drives away. For the wicked won't stand in the judgment. Sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Verse 6. For the Lord knows the way. He knows the path. The righteous. But the path of the wicked will perish. Why don't you stand with me? But I feel lost. I don't know what to do. I, I know I'm on the wrong path. I know I'm headed the wrong direction. Remember what I said? You don't know you're lost until 
You're lost. You're poor. We don't know We're what on E, lost. though. Job 23. Let me read this to you. You don't have to turn there. Let me read this to you. Listen to me. Here's Job. He's, he's desperate. All these kind of things have happened in his life. He's, he's been through so much stuff. It's just like the winds have blown in his life. The, the t- trouble, he, disappointment, and destruction and heartache have just blown and knocked him around. Some of you feel that way. Things have blown against you and against your family and against your life. You're like, what in the world? What's happening? And here Job in chapter 23 verse 8 says, Behold, I'm going forward and he's not there. I'm going backward and he's not there. I don't perceive him on my left hand when he's working. I don't behold him. He turns to the right hand. I don't see him. But verse 10, Job says this, But he knows the way that I take. He knows where you are. Your path is not winded so deep into the deep dark forest that God cannot see you and God cannot rescue you and God cannot put you on the right. He knows the way that I take. I'm not too lost. I'm not too far gone down that path. I I haven't made too many bad decisions. I I haven't made too many wrong choices and gone too far to where God cannot see me. But I am confident today that He knows the way that I take. And He knows my dreams. And He knows my heart. And He knows my intentions that I really want to please Him. And I want to make it to heaven. I want to go there and be with Him So His grace is sufficient and His love is more than enough. And He has a path. He's inviting you to get on today. He's delivered you. He's set you free. He's he's given you everything that you need. And He said, come walk this path with me. Come get on this path. Come take my hand and take a step beside me. Because I've got a wonderful place I want to lead you to. I've got wonderful joy I want to lead you to. I've got peace. I want to fill you with. So we have a choice. His grace reaches. His love reaches. What path will we choose? What direction will we go? What decisions will we make? He knows where you are. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I want to encourage you today. I don't know what path you're on. And I, and I understand. I believe in this last few minutes the Spirit has, has talked to each one of you. And there's some things so you realize. Course. You know what? i I got to get on this path. I've got to do this. I need to make up in my mind today because of all God's done for me and what I experienced last night and the, and the deliverance I received and the strength that I was given. I want to make sure today I'm on the right path. I'm choosing the right path. I'm going the right direction because there's a destination. I want to make heaven my home one day. I want to know what it is to live in joy and peace and righteousness. And so I'm going to make some decisions. I'm going to get on the right path today. I don't want you to look around who's making this choice, who's making this decision. With every head bowed and eye closed, I'm going to invite us to take a few minutes and pray here today. 
and make sure I want us to take some inventory God what path am I on I want to make sure I'm on the right path and there's some young people some people here today want to respond to the word want to make sure want to come to the front here and kneel or stand for a moment and pray a prayer of dedication and consecration to God God I want to make sure I'm on the right path I commit my life to you I surrender my life to you I surrender my heart to you I want to make sure I'm on the path that leads to goodness and righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost I'm going to give my life to you right now come on let's respond to his word for a moment would you open up your heart would you lift your hands to heaven would you reach up to him right now would you call on his name for a moment lord jesus i give myself to you i surrender myself to you lord i give my heart to you right now god God, I want to be on the path that leads to righteousness. I want to be on the path that leads to life, eternal life. I want to make the choices, oh God, no matter how I feel, no matter what comes against me. I want to make the choice, oh God, to serve you. Come on, His grace reaches for you today. You don't have to feel condemned or feel discouraged. You can reach in life. He has life He's holding out to you. He's got peace He's holding out to you. He's got joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. His paths are life. His paths are true. His paths are full of peace. Come on, somebody lift your voice right now and just worship Him. Come on, lift your voice right now and worship Him. You may be committing yourself to Him, but do that in worship right now. God, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to magnify you. And my life, oh God, is going to honor you. I'm going to walk the path of righteousness and truth. I'm going to walk the path towards you, Lord. I'm going to make sure the destination that I'm wanting is the path that I'm on. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.